Hey guys, it's me, it's Vanessa, and welcome to another episode of Here's My Heart. I know I launched this podcast and then low-key like went MIA for about two months, a month maybe, a month and a half, I don't know. Just every time I tried to sit down and record an episode, I would just get so annoyed with myself and I would hate hearing myself talk and I'd also just like pick myself apart to the core. Sorry, I'm walking over to my desk right now because I feel like this is a better recording area. I don't know, I think I, I dealt with a little bit of an issue of perfectionism this past year, a lot of just thinking like, okay, this video is not perfect, so I'm not going to post it. This... Like, I didn't feel myself a lot of the times. I'm not going to post it. And with podcasts, I'd start recording and I'd be like, oh, I hate the way I wasted so much time or I feel like this is boring. Like, I don't know. It's just I get in my own head all the freaking time. And I've been wanting to record a new episode for a minute now. So here we are. Um, I just finished editing a video, actually, and I feel very inspired. I think uh, when you... Sorry, I'm dog sitting now, so she's going to be making some noise. Um, I think when I last checked in on this podcast I was in a pretty bad place mentally and I've been wanting to talk about a lot of these things on the internet but I just haven't been ready to I think um so this is going to be a very uncensored podcast because I also think that when I've been trying to film or record episodes in the past I will kind of hide some topics I will kind of like sugarcoat it beat around the bush a little bit but no I'm an honest person and I think I just get worried like oh who's gonna hear it you know like who's gonna listen to this who are they gonna find out I'm talking about them because <laughs> I'm not here to talk shit I'm really not my reason I first started being on the internet when I was a junior in high school about four years ago now was when I just wanted to do something I liked I just wanted to film videos because I enjoyed it I wanted to capture these memories of my high school friends and I I just I always people always ask me like oh how'd you get the courage to start and I used to have YouTube channels I used to post all the time I had this channel with my best friend in third grade and we posted and then we deleted it you know I've always loved being on camera I'd have these shows on my street where I my friend and I my childhood friend and I would just hula hoop and we put invites in people's mailboxes and we'd hula hoop and sell bad lemonade (laughs) like I was always very enjoying of it and even when I talked to my film teacher before I dropped out of UCSB we went on a walk and we talked and I asked her for advice on anything like if I ever started to doubt myself if I ever started to you know lack some motivation what would be her advice and she gave me the best advice of all time she told me like well you've always had a passion for creating whether it was for your neighborhood block whether it was with your third grade best friend in high school you've always had a passion for it and that's something that's always been a part of you and it's always going to be there and recently I've been thinking that a little bit because I think with social media in the past year it's been really hard for me to navigate because I've been I've grown up from when I was 16 like I'm no longer a little 16 year old who's in high school I'm I'm much different now I don't know it's hard because your audience grows with you and it's hard to remember that sometimes as people change i i don't want to change into someone that i'm not and so i feel like when i change into someone i'm not i don't want to show that with the world because i it's not me you know and i haven't felt myself in so long and so that's why i've kind of been off of social media for a little bit just because i don't want to make it feel like a chore like i don't want to make it feel like oh i have to film a video because people want to see a video i have to film a video because it's quote unquote my job i hate that I hate that so much because it's supposed to be enjoyable for me and it's always been enjoyable for me but I think once you slap on like all this responsibility with it it 
it takes out the fun and recently i've just been having fun going back to creating what i want filming with my friends filming all these fun videos having just a great time i think i'm the best mentally now that i have been in so long and i just want to talk about pretty much the past two years even but mainly the past few months on how i went from being really upset to really really in a good place but i do want to put out a little warning out there i think if you struggle a lot with mental health this episode is going to be really heavy talking about a lot of a lot of not so good things and if you don't think you're ready to listen to it i really advise you not to i just i never want to do more harm than good you know and my point in putting out this episode is not really to harm anybody it's not to trigger anybody it's it's more of to maybe you feel understood and maybe you can find some hope and maybe also just to explain why i've been so just gone i don't even know i have a better way to describe it but two years ago on christmas my parents got divorced and growing up i always knew it was gonna happen you know my dad would always also, I hope my parents aren't listening because that's, I, I love them, I love them, but trust me, sometimes shit gets hard in life, and growing up, I think a lot of shit happened that I didn't really notice or would affect me, so I know on the internet, and it may seem like I have a perfect relationship with both my parents, with both my siblings, and it has never always been that way, so... My parents, yeah, they, growing up, would argue a lot. Um, My dad would threaten to, like, go back to Japan a lot. And so I think I developed, like, this fear of abandonment almost because anytime any issue would come back, he'd just be like, oh, I'm just going to go back to Japan. And to me, it was like, wow, I was so young. (laughs) And they got divorced, and I was the last in my family to find out about it. They told my brothers first because I lived 40 minutes away from home. So they wanted to see me in person and they told me on Christmas. And on Christmas, this was 2020, Christmas of 2020, I had this just breakdown. I was driving back to my apartment and I instead called up my best friend, Jordan. And I was like, Jordan, I really need to talk to someone. I know it's Christmas, but do you think we can meet at the park? So we met at our elementary school because we went to the same elementary school and we met in the parking lot. And I just get out of the car sobbing and I give him a hug. And I just felt like for the first time, I was like, all these things are wrong with me. Like, I, my life is cursed. Like, I kind of just thought that. I was like, you know, my parents, again, have gone divorced. Um, my mom has had cancer twice. I don't mean to like ask for pity in this but it's like these were all the things going through my brain it's like eating struggles all these struggles I was dealing with emotionally and losing my best friend at the time too it's it's a lot in that moment and so I just needed a person and Jordan was everything for me and he's still everything to me I love him to this day so much and we also just recorded an episode which is my most recent episode if you guys want to go check that out we filmed on my 20th birthday so then after that I moved to UCSB and that's when I started my eating disorder recovery um for the first time officially in the three years i've struggled with it and i really really committed to it i started going to the gym a lot i started like having seeing a therapist seeing a nutritionist nutritionist really like putting it into my schedule and i really focused on that but also in college i also think i lost a lot of myself i think one of the reasons why i relapsed was because i was so worried that I wouldn't make friends in college because I think college is very hyped up to be this like surreal experience if you have friends, you know, and I wanted friends. I want, obviously I want friends. 
And so I kind of ex- like accepted anybody. Stopped really thinking about quality. I started thinking more about quantity and I've never been like that either. Never really went home because my mom moved to this other apartment and then my dad moved to this other apartment. And anytime I went home from college, I just wanted to feel at home. I wanted to sit in my childhood bedroom. I wanted to stare at those walls. I wanted to sleep there and feel like ah, everything's okay still. That's all I wanted and coming home. I didn't get that anymore. I didn't get a bedroom at either of my parents' house. I didn't have my childhood bedroom, which is so freaking important, I think, to have, especially coming after college. It just felt so new, and it felt like so much change all at once. And I've always been a fan of change. I think change is good. I think that change is positive. It means you're growing. But that change was a lot for me to handle, and I think I just always pretend I'm okay. I think I pretended I was okay for way too long, and I was constantly wanting to be distracted so I wouldn't have to think about things that just weren't good for me. I don't know. And I think one of the reasons why recovery for me I thought was so successful was because I was putting on weight, but in my mind, I was putting, like, I was okay with putting on weight as long as it was the quote-unquote, like, right weight. You know what I mean? Like, I was okay with gaining muscle. I was okay with looking toned because I in I still looked the way I wanted to. And I was still under eating i'm going to be honest (laughs) i was not committing to recovery as much as i should have i don't think i committed i think i half-assed it um but better than any time i tried before i definitely i definitely was doing way better but i think i was still having days that i just would give in to my old voices um and so for the first time in september um, i had a solo flight booked to go to New York City and I was like honestly I want someone to come with me so I asked my friend Ashley Wicka if she wanted to come with me and so we booked a flight to New York we got here and I don't know what it was it just felt different I've always wanted to live in a city I, I grew up my whole life in Orange County 19 years in Orange County and then one this past year in New York and I've always wanted to live in a city when I was applying to colleges. I applied to only colleges and cities except for UCSB, which is where I ended up going. I even journaled a lot about it. I looked back on my journals recently, and I think I manifested my move to New York City because I wrote, I know my life doesn't exist here in Isla Vista. I know, like, I want more out of life. I don't want to be in a small college town. I don't want this, like, quote-unquote college experience that a lot of people do want. I don't know. It's just not something that interested interested me. There you go. Yeah, interested me. And... You know what it did was YouTube. It's always been my comfort. It's always been my safety. I always loved talking to my camera about things that plagued me and just things that just I wanted to talk to somebody, but I felt like I couldn't talk to anybody about. And I think that's what this podcast is going to be for me too, because there's a lot always on my mind and on my heart that I want to talk about, but it's hard sometimes. I kept coming back to New York while I was in session and school and the college itself was not right for me. And I knew that this didn't have the degree I wanted. This didn't have the right environment for me. So I left. I took a gap quarter, which turned into an official dropout, but that doesn't mean I'm not going back to school. Recently, I've been exploring like a lot of different work options. Like I'm about to take my real estate test. I've taken the courses, all that stuff. But when I moved here, I did expect to be able to move into my apartment immediately, but that wasn't the case. I actually stayed in an apartment with three boys for five months, and I appreciate them so much to this day. I could never repay them for what they did for me, giving me a place to stay, knowing like even that it put them at such an inconvenience, and 
I kind of lived out of suitcase for five months. I lived on, I slept on the couch some days. I slept in Chris's bunk bed the other days. I kind of didn't really have a place to call home. And I didn't realize how hard that would be. And then in this period, I also struggled with a lot of seasonal depression because again, I've never lived in New York. I didn't know how bad really the weather's, like the winters here were. And I started to fall pretty, I also had no friends when I moved here. Can I mention that a little bit? Like I had no friends when I moved here. I knew maybe like one person from high school and that was it. And we don't talk. Like I don't know, I did not know anybody here. And I started to struggle a lot with binging just because I think, and honestly, I, this is something I not really talked too much about because it's something I still struggle with. It's like the opposite end of what I used to struggle with too, which I find a little bit interesting, but it was like, it it was almost every night and suddenly, like, I, I don't think I've even admitted, but I definitely put on weight. Like, I don't, I don't check my weight because I think it's bad for my mental health, but I definitely put on weight and I know it. And I think at the beginning it took a toll on me because I was only okay with putting weight if I thought it looked good on my body type of thing. I never seen myself especially in winter clothes and then suddenly you I don't know it was interesting like going up sizes it's not ever something I had to do when I was in recovery in recovery I went down a size because I was lifting so much but this was like different and I think I I mean I know my body needed some of it but it felt like it was overdone in my brain it was like okay I just like can't stop myself and also it's I was very embarrassed to tell people like I was very embarrassed to say oh my god I can't stop eating because before it I was always told eat more and so now I was like I can't stop like and seeing my body change and seeing the way I looked on camera and everything it took away a lot of like I couldn't film my video I couldn't even take a picture of myself I couldn't even look at myself in the mirror so I didn't film but that's the whole reason why I came here. That's the whole reason why I had a passion to come here. It's just because I wanted to make videos in the city too. I wanted to make videos. Like I love making videos, but I hated seeing myself on camera. So I would just never see my, cause it, it kind of, I think I started correlating the two together. Like, okay, I film myself. I'm going to like hate myself type of thing. And I just won't even film. I won't even upload it. I won't even do anything like that. So I started struggling with that a lot and it kind of got better for a little bit. And then it got worse again, then it got better again, you know, and something now I still struggle with a lot, but I think it's it's getting better. Um, I really don't have any tips except to fuel your body throughout the day, please, and also know that there's a balance. I think finding a balance, because also I think in college, like, nobody ever ate, <laughs> and I know this is, like, it was very triggering for me. I was embarrassed to eat around other people. So when I moved to a city, I think, where nobody knew me and I could eat freely, I really took that to an extent. And trying to build a healthy relationship with food and working out has still been a little bit of a struggle for me. I find that my best relationship with food is when I'm not thinking about it. I think it's when I'm just enjoying life and food is not on my brain, I think that's when my mental health is the best. And so, oh, this is going to be really hard for me to talk about. So in June, I went back home to California for my brother's graduation, actually. Um, And I was heartbroken this time home. My mom and I weren't really talking because of a fight we had. My dad and I were good, and my dad uh, took... 
I like don't know how much I can say on this podcast, but let's just say like my dad basically my dad and my mom are not friends. And he also, by the way, has a girlfriend who I found out he proposed to, which (laughs) was a lot for me to take and think about because it hasn't been that long and stuff. And it's just thinking, it was just a big news, big shock to me. And I think even now I still haven't processed it. Ultimate line, like I want him to be happy and everything, but still it was weird for me since my parents divorced there were a lot of things in their divorce that I think my dad didn't agree with like in the legal documents and so he did something about it which I don't know that gives you any information at all but he only told me and not my two brothers and I felt a very odd spot because I love my mom obviously I love my mom I have my pictures hanging up on my wall right now I'm just staring at this family photo I have and I'm just staring at my mom I miss my mom so much and I love my mom and she's you know I think Growing up with Asian parents, they do a lot of things that they don't mean to. I think that their kids growing up too at the same time and their intentions don't really necessarily line up with their actions or their words a lot. And I still love, I I always will love my mom. I will always love my mom. And then also this time around, I went back home, I got double pink eye. And uh, one of my friends really hurt me too. And so I left, I came back to New York, really excited to be back here. But then I had double pink eye and a really bad cold. So I was kind of in bed for about two weeks. And at that point, my binging had gotten way better. But then I started to get back into binging just because I was at home and I couldn't really do anything, couldn't really see people. So like two weeks. And then I get a call from my brothers in a group chat and a group call. And they're like, did you know about this? The whole thing with my dad, my mom. And I was like, uh, yeah. And they told me, Vanessa, you're the only one that he will listen to. I'm the only girl of three, of three kids, two boys. Like I get some perks. And so they were like, you need to talk to him. You need to talk to him. And my brother, my little brother was also taking it really, really rough. And I protect my little brother with my entire heart he is the gem he's so pure he's so innocent and he's so just just loving of this world and this world does not deserve him and i will do anything to protect him and so when i found out that he was just devastated not really having a good time you know i wanted to be there for him because i moved out when i turned 18 and he was just 16 years old in high school still and i haven't been there for him since he was 16 18 like physically I know I wanted to be, I, I want to do as much as I can for him. So I took another flight home later that month to talk to my dad, basically, and see my friends and everything. And when I first talked to my dad about it, it kind of burst into a fight. And I sobbed for so long because it's it's been a while since my dad yelled at me in such a way growing up. He used to... St- deal with like he used to have a lot of anger issues and in junior year I didn't even talk to him for about like six months you know we like never had had a perfect relationship and then one day he talked to me and he apologized and said he knows like I can't forget but hopefully I can forgive and since then we've been good we've been good and so having it kind of happen again four years later I think almost all the emotions resurfaced and I I felt like I was put back so many steps because it hurts. It really does hurt. And then he apologized, of course, and then he fixed everything. But I was just like, why is it always come for me to come to my breaking point for you guys to understand? 
I feel like my words don't mean anything until it comes to a breaking point. Because one of the reason I had a different fight, actually, with my parents, I had a fight with my mom, a different fight, because I was saying, like, I fly from New York City all the way to California. I spend the money. I spend the time. And I just want to spend time with her. But I know she doesn't mean to, but it just felt like she didn't even want to a lot of times. And that hurt, too. And then my best friend also broke my heart. (laughs) two shreds um i don't even know how to talk about this because i really hope i really really hope he's not listening because now now i think i'm good but in the time when all this stuff was happening with my family he'd always been someone i'd been able to go to he always made me felt like feel like i was loved and i wasn't a burden he always made me he always knew the right things to say he always knew sometimes it's okay to not say anything too and just be there for me he was like the perfect friend some things happened that kind of changed our friendship a little bit and then he started treating me really poorly but i think in my mind i was like you know what he's been my best friend he's not like this you know i tried to justify the actions and blame it on me i tried to blame myself for every reason why he was hurting me like i wasn't good enough him he would never do that to me so it must have been something i did and a lot of hurtful things were said to me when I was home, and I still blamed myself. Someone verbally slandered my name, and I brought it up, and then he got mad at me, and I was like, bro, I defended you in front of so many people, and it just, it sucks, because I thought I gave so much to this person, like loyalty, trust, unconditional love, and even then, that wasn't enough, and it kind of felt familiar to how I felt at home, especially with everything at home going on, And that just, it just made me feel like I was the problem in everything. Like, it wasn't my family, it wasn't him, I'm the issue, and I'm damaged, and I'm broken, and I suck. That's what was going through my brain. I'm an awful person to be around. Obviously, they wouldn't be there for me, because who would be here for me? Like, I just started really, really getting on myself. And he even said, like, that he knows it hurts me when he pushes me away, but he still does it anyways, because it's easier for him. And to me, I was like, oh, yeah, really, yeah, totally get it. But now I'm looking back and I'm like, you did not deserve that. And I don't know why I didn't slap myself in the face and say, wake up. You don't deserve this. Even though they've been great in the past, you don't deserve the way they're treating you right now. Nobody deserves to feel this way. Nobody deserves to be like, nobody should feel like they're worthy of being hurt. In that situation, like all my, sorry, my ice machine's going off. But I felt like in that situation all my problems just got magnified and in any time i've had an issue he was the person i could go to and coming back here i was like it's me it's me i'm the problem it's me i'm the problem so i came back late july august happened august was my 20th birthday i tried to film a 20th birthday podcast for so many times like so much but i just never could because i would sit here and i felt like i wasn't being genuine or real like i wasn't talking about any of these things because i felt like i couldn't but i i can and so I really was scared to turn 20 because 19 was a bad year and then Jordan came and it was amazing and he he made me really appreciate life and how it feels to be loved and also so does Paige. I just want to talk about a few friends I have that I just want to shout them out real quick. Paige, you have been my best friend since sophomore year of high school and Paige has seen me through my worst. She's seen me through my ups, downs. Literally, she's seen me in hell and she's seen me like thrive and I will always, Paige has always been someone I've been able to go to and talk about with everything. And you need friends like this because without Paige, without Jordan, without Derek, like 
I would be in shambles. I'll tell you that. My life would just... They're my family. Like, these friends are my family. And Gabby, I miss you too, Gabby. <laughs> when I was having these really dark thoughts, Paige always helped me out. And she was always there for me. Like, I was with her in San Diego on this month trip home. And we were sitting on the rocks, and I just started bawling my eyes out. And she knew exactly, like, how to react. She knew exactly what to do. And she's just a warm hug. So I love you, Paige. Always. I will always love you, Paige. Also, Jordan, literally, he inconvenienced himself. He risked the biggest job interview of his life for me. And I will never be able to repay him for that. I, like, I felt, I feel his love. And I love him so much. And Jordan is also so deserving of everything great in this world. And Derek. So let's get on to Derek. <laughs> Hi, Derek, if you're listening. I don't think you, no, Derek's not listening because he does not have Spotify. <laughs> It's okay. Derek, I love you so much. He came to visit me for New York Fashion Week, which I can't even believe still that I'm getting the opportunity to go to these things. And it's such a privilege. And I, I'm so aware of it too. And it was the best week ever. I think I was on such a high this week because also one of my old best friends, Nicole, came to visit me. And she's the reason why I started YouTube, actually. She had a YouTube channel in junior year. And I respected her so much because we had a falling out after middle school. But I saw her posting. I'd see her stories. And I literally, I looked up to her so much for that because when you're in high school, a lot of people were judgy back then. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I got bullied. And that's why I went to online school for half a year. But the way she like just didn't care about what others think and just did something she loved motivated me so much and inspired me. And so we became friends again in high school and then we had another falling out senior year. And she also came um, a few days before fashion week while Derek was here too. And having them here meant so much to me. I think I finally got out of my mental box that I have in my own head and I got to see things in a, such a different way perspective it's like I put a filter on everything and everything's in color again I was living in black and white for so long and I talked to Derek about it too there was this one night which this I do want to warn you guys big massive trigger warning here like please 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 if you're not ready to listen to this I please don't listen to this but I've always been such a positive person I've always been so happy I've always found joy in little things like sunsets and flowers and literally a good cup of coffee. I find joy in the smallest things in life. And I just, it's been gone for me for so long. And sometime in August, I want to say after my birthday, I, oh my God, Ellie, chill. I went to go journal, um, by, oh my God, Ellie, chill. I went to go journal by this bridge that I live near and I had my headphones on and it was like 11 p.m. at night which I know is risky but at that point I was kind of didn't even care if something happened to me which is so weird to say out loud um and I was journaling and it was kind of like my note if anything were to happen to me type of thing like I kind of wrote something to every single person in my life that has had a big impact on it and that I appreciate and I kind of just wrote to them and it was really sad because I wrote it to them in a sense that if I wasn't here anymore, what is something I wish you knew? People would ask me like, what do you look forward to? And I was like, uh, good question. I don't know. 
or like what makes you happy it's like good question i don't know like what are you passionate about? i don't know if i felt so just bland <laughs> for so long and i wrote that and i cried <laughs> and then after that it's been a complete 180 and i don't I'm telling you guys, I don't really know what I did. I know I took a lot of time off social media because I was not in the right mental space, especially with having a following, to be having people hear what I have to say or listen to the words that come out of my mouth because a lot of the times it wasn't it it, it wasn't good and I don't want to share that with the world. My intent is to never hurt anybody. I never want to hurt anybody. And by uploading a video, if I'm going to hurt somebody, I don't want to hurt you. I don't want to hurt anybody. So I just didn't post. And I took time off. I took all my real estate courses. I really just kind of was also at a weird place with social media. Because I think social media has become so congested and just extremely artificial. And I felt like, well, everything I do on social media is artificial and fake too. But... Now I think it, it's a little bit different because I don't really see social media the same way I did before. I kind of see it as just what it is. It is what it is, you know? YouTube is YouTube. YouTube's for videos. Instagram is for maybe more daily updates, stuff like that. And I always want to keep it real. I never want to lie to anybody or pretend to be someone I'm not. Because I think if I pretended to be happy in all those videos, y'all would see right through me. I always think you can tell, you can see right through somebody. I also told myself that I couldn't go back to California until Christmas time, because I think every time I have a problem here, I wanna escape and I wanna go see my family and I'm gonna go see my friends. But I have a life here now, you know? Like I've slowly think, I've slowly built a life for myself here, which is kind of beautiful to see because it was so just cloudy and gray for so long. But now everything's starting to make a little bit more sense to me. I finally been filming a lot more and not because anybody is telling me to, because I want to. To find passion in something that maybe died for a little bit and finding like that re, just like re lighting that match is such a good feeling. And I also want to tell you guys, life is interesting. There is no purpose to life, I don't think. You know how everyone always says, like, oh, what do you think is the greater purpose to life? Like, be happy or something like that. I don't think that there is a greater purpose to life. I think everybody has their own purpose. I think my purpose in life might be different than the next person or my best friends or my parents. My purpose in life is to enjoy it and also to experience things but mainly i want to have an impact and i've i i've always wanted to have a good positive impact on people i've always wanted to help somebody in even the slightest way if i can and the internet reaches many many people and that's one of the beauties i think of having a youtube channel is being able to just say something maybe even this maybe you clicked on this not really expecting this talk or who i am or you don't really know anything about me but maybe after listening to this you can see like Social media isn't real because if you look at my Instagram, I'm a freaking happy person. <laughs> Take what you want from this podcast episode. You know, I don't really think there's a point of it rather than opening up about mental health and past experiences that I've been so scared to. And also talking to people helps so much. Growing up, my older brother and I never like, you know, I was always the odd one out. I was a girl. They'd go and they'd leave me out of things and it was fine. And then in high school, my brother, I think, was embarrassed of me because <laughs> he never talked to me. We'd get out of the car at different times. Like, I was I was just like, I don't know. And we saw each other at school. We never said hi. And my older brother and I were never really friends ever. 
until we all moved out. And my older brother and I have been really good. And he has been so helpful for me, which I didn't, if junior year high school could, me could see this now. He calls me, like, one thing he's been so good at is giving me advice on what to do and just throwing out options because I have tried that. I told him I missed who I was when I was 16. I missed who I was when I was younger, when I was so full of life, so happy. And he told me, he went through a little bit of a similar thing like this a while ago. And what he did was he made a spot of, or no, he's an Apple Music user. <laughs> he made an Apple Music playlist and he made the profile picture, like a profile picture of him and his friends in high school and stuff. And he just have all those songs from the good memories. And it's just like an instant boost of serotonin. So it's something that I did recently too. I made like an all-time favorites playlist on Spotify, some music that I've loved ever since I could remember, and that was really helpful. I didn't expect it to help. Also, one other thing that has changed, oh, okay, how about now? I'll, oh my god, Ellie, okay, she wants a hug. She's coming into the podcast. Okay, how about now? I will share any of my advice that I can with you guys to slowly make changes because you cannot expect changes to happen overnight or even in a week. I think it's a very slow thing that happens. So one thing that I did struggle with was like seeing how I changed in a year physically, but I kind of realized like I am okay with it. And it's weird because I think when I was way, way smaller, like it's interesting seeing how people have treated me based off of how I look, because when I was in middle school, I was overweight, and people always never really wanted to be friends with me, so I think that's how I developed a personality, low-key, because that's the only way I could have friends, and then in high school, when I kind of, like, you know, struggled with an eating disorder, people treated me so well, which is so weird to see, like, so many more guys especially gave me attention, I just, but I also was struggling the hardest with myself. And so other people's validation kind of means nothing in the end. I think as long as you have faith in yourself, because I also think I'd binge out of a result of other things going on in my life where I didn't control, like I couldn't control them emotionally and stuff. I think it was a lot of emotionally. Um, but I think for me, it's accepting and maybe and even if I did put on like unnecessary weight quote-unquote unnecessary weight whatever from binging it's like you know my body's gonna be where it wants to be I still work out the same I will still eat the same I will still not I will still like eat well I will still take care of myself and at the end of the day I realize taking like gaining weight first of all putting on weight if you're struggling in recovery is not the end of the world it's not it's only the end of the world if you make it because for me now I'm totally good. I grew some boobs. I'm okay. I'm okay with it. And I'm active. I'm taking care of myself. I'm healthy from at least all I know. <laughs> and so I'm okay with it because I think I don't like, I'm the happiest when I don't think about it. I'm the happiest when I don't let it control my life. And then another thing I would say is really, really talking to people, talk to people, talk to the people who love you, talk to people who surround you. Number three, don't isolate yourself. I know it can be so easy. Like when I, like I've been in times when I've isolated myself, but then you end up feeling like you're taking on this entire thing alone. Like if I didn't have Paige and Jordan and Derek, I would not, man, I don't even know where I'd be mentally, but they kind of changed my, they changed my mindset a lot. Be around good people, be around people who make you feel good. 
next i want to say is to get a calendar <laughs> literally planning stuff out has been so helpful for me i've been planning out video ideas planning out all the events i have planning out all the, everything in my schedule it's been just nice and then also really really I know I struggle with this the most because I'm really bad at reaching out to people. I'm really bad at like making plans with people first until I feel comfortable with it. But reach out to people and try and make friends, try and get closer to people, listen to people. That is definitely one thing that has helped me a lot. And then also know your freaking worth if you're listening to this and you think that you are not as great as everyone else seems to think you are yes you are you don't deserve the shitty ass things people put you through you don't deserve being taken for granted you don't deserve feeling like you're just an option you don't deserve feeling like you're unloved unworthy you don't deserve any of that and i want to emphasize this as much as i can because i know i didn't believe it no matter how many times people told me, no matter how many times I tried to tell myself, I don't, I didn't believe it. I was like, no, it's me. It is not you. It is not you. You are so, you, you have so much just in you. And I think to those people who take you for granted and to those people who do that to you, you need to let them go. As hard as it is, you need to cut that tie and you'll be a lot happier. I've been a lot happier. I can immediately tell you that. Like, I don't know. I didn't expect to just smile and just be like, I'm having a good time. Exploring new things, exploring new hobbies, exploring new passions, like finding out what makes you happy again, whether that's a redirection, because Jordan and I say there's no such thing as quitting. It's just redirection or it's just pivoting. It's pivoting and you can pivot all you want. You know, life is made for you to explore and it's made for you to find out what is your calling calling is maybe a too strong word but what is your thing in life that's kind of everything that's gone on in the past two weeks but for the first time in so long i finally feel like and i know i've said this in the past but i i truly feel good i truly feel right in myself and i wouldn't let anybody's words even hurt me because before i think i was very insecure I lacked a lot of security myself, a lot of self-respect, a lot of self-confidence. And nothing changed physically, I'll tell you that. I am just, I know what I'm capable of. And I know I haven't been living up to what I'm capable of. And I want to see myself succeed. I want to see myself happy. And the only person who can do that is me. I can't expect other people to give me success or happiness or love or compassion or care. I can only do that for myself. So I hope you guys also do that for yourself. I don't know if this was a short podcast episode, but this is the first time I've been able to sit down and really, really, really talk. I've tried filming this episode, let me tell you, like 10 times. So this is really good. And I'm excited just to finally feel like, just capture my memories and be present in this life again. So that is everything for today's podcast episode and i really really hope you guys enjoyed listening so i promise weekly podcast episodes will be back on and also posting a lot more on youtube more than once a week thank you so much for being a part of my journey i i'm happy to be back i really am i'm ready to be on social media again so until next time trust the process go with your gut and hear your heart